Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Chipped out to center ice. And as the Capitals dump it back in for the first time in more than nine years, the Capitals have lost five games in a row in regulation. A dagger in the standings as the Red Wings have caught them. Final score, three to one. Each team with 62 points. The Red Wings move past them in the Eastern Conference race with three games in hand. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals drop their fifth in a row in regulation. Detroit gets them 3-1. to one. Different game, same story. Not enough goals, especially at home. And Alex Ovechkin reportedly returning to Washington today. Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, February 22nd. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. For the first time in more than nine years, the Capitals have lost five games in a row in regulation. Last time they did it was in January of 2014. They have now done it again after a 3-1 loss to Detroit last night. One and five in the month of February and the same old story last night, Ben. They allowed the first goal. They had pockets of good but not enough in another frustrating loss. And the offensive struggles continue for the Capitals as well. Limited, held to just 12 shots on goal in the opening 40 minutes. To your point, digging themselves that early hole and then having a quote-unquote chase the rest of the night. It's been a common theme of late, those offensive issues. Nine times in the last 11 games, Caps have been held to two goals or fewer. It's the eye test. It's a number of instances where there isn't enough sustained offensive pressure. Guys deferring early on in the game, maybe lacking that confidence to find the back of the net, and the good included Wilson and Dowd, who we'll get to, but unfortunately for the Capitals, that emotional investment has been a common theme of late. We haven't necessarily seen it quite enough, with the exception of, as you said, pockets of games. The wins at home, they're just not coming. One in six in their last seven at Capital One Arena. 12 goals total in those games. That's an average of 1.71 per game in that span, just 15 goals in the last nine at home. You can't make the playoffs when you can't score goals. More than one goal in a period twice in the last 33 periods. That's 11 games, whether it's home or road, just further illustrating the fact that this team just isn't scoring right now. And what the offensive issues do then is it really limits your margin for error. And you look in the third period, for example, it's a costly turnover that eventually leads to a big insurance marker for Detroit. You know, the shorthanded goal allowed a first period last night. But those errors, those mistakes, they get magnified when, again, you don't have the offensive finish yourself that could potentially mask some of those other errors maybe later on in the game. Just the margin for error right now for this team is so, so thin, and that's been a theme of late as well. The mistakes come back to bite them because, again, they're just that lack of offensive finish. They're not in the games. They're not leading the games, and just the mistakes are proving too big to overcome. Nick Jensen, after the game, said you can't give up despite the frustration mounting after five straight losses. Well, for one thing, you can't quit. That's what frustration tries to do to you. It tries to break you and make you quit. So that's one thing we definitely can't do. You know, it was another game where I feel like we played well and I feel like we should have won. And But it, you can't keep saying that loss after loss. So 
until you you got to realize something's got to change. I know confidence for some a lot of guys might be an issue right now. We're getting our opportunities and we're just we're just struggling to put the puck into the net. So it's something that each guy's got to figure out, and we got to figure out as a team. The team said a lot of the right things after losses during this streak, but even Jensen there sounds like they know what's a broken record now. They need the results to back it up. Yeah, and you hope starting with tomorrow night's matchup against you know a struggling Anaheim Ducks team, maybe that's the get-well game that they potentially need. The potential return of Alex Ovechkin in the coming days as well, that should provide the team with a welcome boost and obviously offensive potential as well with his return. And hopefully that has a trickle-down effect in the lineup. Wilson and Dowd, as they continue to get acclimated, there's reasons for maybe a little bit optimism that this will turn for the Capitals. But at the same time, with only four games to go between now and the trade deadline and this congestion of teams, this cluster of teams fighting for the wild card spots, it certainly remains uh, an uphill climb. You know, it's challenging. I, I um, you know, first practice yesterday in six weeks with the team, so just trying not to be too hard on myself. But you know, it's inevitable, right? I, I want to jump in and be at the top of my game where I left off. But it's challenging. I mean, you know, I think, you know, post post game, I'm feeling okay. Um, just it's good to get the first one under my belt. That's Nick Dowd, first game back for him after six weeks. We said it after the game last night. That line was a bright spot. Liked Lars Eller on the wing there. It wasn't enough last night offensively, but probably the team's best line last night. Yeah, the shutdown line with Dowd and Hathaway and, and Eller, they looked good. They had some offensive looks. They had some opportunities. But again, talking about a broken record, even last week we were lauding the play of Nicholas Obekubel, who sat out as a healthy scratch. The shutdown line, however it's been configured of late, has been pretty good. But when we're highlighting the shutdown line as one of the offensive catalysts, that speaks as well to the struggles that the top nine has had. But to your point with Nick Dowd, encouraging, he told us yesterday morning after the morning skate, he was maybe a little not concerned or anxious, but he acknowledged the first game might be a challenge back. And he figured, all right, after his first game, he'll get his legs under him and he'll build off that. But for him to have had a successful return last night, I do think that is encouraging and something that bodes well moving forward. Emily Kaplan reported at first last night, believe she had at first, that Alex Ovechkin will return to D.C. today. No doubt he's going to need some practice time, and I'm sure there's no firm timetable for when we'll see him in game action, but hopefully soon, probably soon. Having him back along with Nick Dowd, and we mentioned Tom Wilson earlier, goals in two straight after he got the only goal last night. Hopefully that gets this thing turned around. Yeah, I would think the return of the big man gives everyone a boost. You know, you play bigger. You know, we've used that expression before when Tom Wilson is on the ice. I think that Alex Ovechkin has that effect as well. And in speaking about Ovechkin a few weeks ago, you and I, we've acknowledged as well, you know, echoing what some of his teammates have said. Dylan Strom has said this, that... He also he holds guys accountable. He come on the bench if you have a rough shift. Alex Ovechkin, we know about Ovechkin, the goal scorer, but Alex Ovechkin, the captain, the leader, he's not afraid to hold his teammates accountable. He holds Evgeny Kuznetsov accountable at times throughout his career, and he's someone who I think when Ovechkin is on the bench, when he's on the ice, when he's in the lineup, when he's in the dressing room, here's a guy who everyone tries to elevate their play when, when he's around, certainly. And I do think his presence will be a boost, not only because of his contributions, but what it could potentially mean to others down the lineup. Four games left before the trade deadline. We had Brian McClellan on the show here last month where he said he wanted to wait as long as he could before deciding whether the Caps would be buyers or sellers at the deadline. That time's nearly here. 
even if you won all four between now and then, you would simply break even for the month of February at 5-5, five and five, and you still only have 19 games left. It's speaking truth time now. The Capitals are dipping very much into selling territory at the moment. You've got to show something drastically different in the next four. Or, Benny, it's time to start looking for the future that this team may not be able to get it across the finish line this year. Yeah, we'll see how the next four games unfold, both the results and the eye test and the general feel. But certainly the racetrack is running thin here. And at the same time, you have to be mindful of what the teams around you are doing as well. And the one thing I will say, if the Capitals do quote-unquote sell as we inch closer to the deadline. They have a lot of players who, again, fit that rental description, guys on expiring contracts. I do believe there's a difference between selling and tearing it all down. There's a difference in those two things, and maybe you concede that this year, for a variety of reasons... We're not closing the book on them just yet, but for a variety of reasons, let's be realistic here. The mounting injuries, the long-term absence of Carlson, the absence here in this critical month, the unavailability of Alex Ovechkin for understandable reasons. You know, you combine all those reasons, maybe you take a step back and you say, okay, what do we realistically have this year? But then at the same time, you could say, all right, we'll have salary cap space this summer. We could come back next year, potentially healthy. Again, it's odd even saying this, John. We haven't still spoken like this in 10, 15 years in these parts. But I do think there's a difference between selling and tearing it all down. And we're not suggesting they need to tear everything down and clean house like that. But there are pieces that could potentially fetch you, whether it's draft capital, prospects, guys who could potentially make a difference next year and the years ahead. I think Brian McClellan has to also think long-term, and in order to keep that championship window with the core, maybe there are decisions to be made that maybe aren't necessarily as difficult as one would have thought three, four months ago. 100% right. It's just a moving of expiring contracts to reload through trades and free agency this summer, and you come back with a bona fide, quote-unquote, good team in the fall. Not remotely suggesting that they would do other things. This is anybody that moves out, you're doing it to better what is a really good draft class. All things, again, between now and the beginning of March when the team is in California that the trade deadline comes. We'll see where it takes us, but In any case, they got to turn it around or there's really not much other direction for this thing to go. Finally this morning, we're going to end on a good note. Jacob Vrana's return last night. It was his first game he played since October for Detroit. It was his first visit back to Washington, which meant he got the video tribute at the first TV timeout. We talked a little bit about that on the show yesterday. Wish him all the best moving forward. He's been through a lot. Really hoping there's brighter days ahead for Jacob Brana. It's great to see him back for a number of reasons. First of all, good to see him back in these parts. We hadn't seen him since the trade going back nearly two years ago. And good for him in his current role with the Detroit Red Wings. Again, he had been out of the NHL since mid-October. He entered the Players Assistance Program. He had a stint in the American Hockey League back with the Red Wings. Noticed he saw some power play time last night as well. That's the old. It's a trade deadline acquisition without giving anything up from your active roster if he could return with them and potentially provide them a boost down the stretch for a team that also has aspirations of cracking that wild card position and ending a playoff drought. Good for Verana. Video tribute for Verana was very, very well done. They had a lot to choose from from that Stanley Cup run, and they did so uh, very nicely. It's a day of practice today, a game tomorrow. It's the Capitals and the Anaheim Ducks tomorrow at 7, airtime at 6.45 on 106.7 A Fan and Caps Radio 24-7, heard at CapsRadio247.com. Ben, have yourself a Wednesday, will you? Happy Wednesday, John. 
for the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Cap! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.